We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to our conversations here with Dan. We're going to continue on from last week's conversation. Mm. We're actually going to follow a pattern instead of jumping back and forth. We are going to do two Lonians today. We, we are. We're going to go to Second Thessalonians. All right. Yep. So, I don't know. Take it away. Where are we going to start with on this one? Well, interestingly, in Second Thessalonians, um, this later letter to the Thessalonians continues in the vein of the coming of the Lord, the parousia of the Lord, which we traced all the way through First Thessalonians. However, right. there's a little bit different perspective here on it because... Okay. First Thessalonians almost exclusively, maybe exclusively, deals with the coming of the Lord in regard to those who are ready for His coming, the saints, yeah. you know, the people of God. Yeah. This letter deals with the other side of that coin as well, and the coming of the Lord for those that are not prepared. Okay. All right, and also deals with the false uh, teaching that they were getting about the coming of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So these people had endured a lot of uh, Jewish uh, persecution, and we talked last time about the, the fact that, you know, he said, be imitators of me and of the Lord because you receive the word of God in much affliction. Mm -hmm. And in one passage, he talked about the Jews who killed the Lord and persecute us and don't want the Gentiles to hear about God and all that stuff. So if you'll pick it up down here about verse 4 of the first chapter. Okay. And uh, let's read uh, verse 4 and 5 there real quickly. All right. Therefore we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you were also suffering. So see, it points out again the persecutions <clears throat> they're suffering and how they've been faithful in those sufferings. Mm. But now starting in verse 6, he's going to talk about payback from God yeah. to those who were persecuting these Christians. Right. Read 6 through 9 there. Okay. He says, Since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflicted you and to grant relief to you, who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our, our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. All right, there's in verse 6 he says, if indeed it's a righteous thing with God to pay back, he uses a word which means to pay back, Yeah. to pay back those who afflict you with affliction. And then he says, and to you who are afflicted, and we carry over the thought of being paid back, mm -hmm. to you who are afflicted, he's going to pay back rest Yeah. along yeah. with us. So they're going to get their own affliction, and we're going to get rest based on what we've done see yeah. and this 
affliction on them and rest for us is going to come when the Lord Jesus comes from heaven with his mighty angels. Mm -hmm. uh, in flaming fire, rendering vengeance, that goes back up to verse 6, payback. Right, right. To those who do not know God, to those who do not obey the gospel. That's really the same group. Mm -hmm. You don't know God, you don't obey the gospel. Obeying the gospel. You know, when you hear that message of the, the grace of God and the what Jesus has done for us and how that he's the only remedy for sin. You either accept that or you reject that. Yeah. And if you choose not to obey that gospel, not to ask on it, then it's uh, eternal punishment. Hmm. So, uh, and, and I'll just say, is he trying to drive home the point about how this is not right now? Like there's no judgment going to happen maybe in the here and now. This is definitely an eternal perspective he's trying to give them. He's definitely calling them to talk about what happens at the revelation of the Lord Jesus from heaven with his angels when okay. Jesus comes again. Yeah. And not only will there be payback, but if you look down at verse 10, he mm -hmm. talks about what his coming will mean to those who are ready for his coming. Right. He says when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all those who believe because our testimony to you was believed. All right. So on that day when Jesus comes, those mm -hmm. of us that are ready will be glorifying God and marveling at Jesus in yeah. a good way because we did accept this testimony we did accept the gospel we did accept the grace of god that was offered to us yeah now that brings us to chapter two where he talks about a, a misconception regarding the coming of the lord and i i don't i would say that this chapter still provides some misconceptions to people today yeah, it's so a little, it's a little bit of a sticky wicket there but let's go ahead <laughs> sticky wicket i love that you used that term <laughs> yeah all right, so starting with verse 1? Yep. All right, how far do you want me to go? Let's go down to verse uh, 2, 1 okay. and 2. Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to quickly be shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. All right, or... If you, if uh, some other translations will render that to the effect that the day of the Lord is just at hand. Mm. In other words, it's going to happen immediately. Right. And in reading the rest of the epistle, I think that's what he means. Yeah. Um, so there were some people trying to pawn off messages as if those messages were from the apostles. Mm -hmm. They would either say, we heard this verbally from the apostles, or they would present a bogus letter and say, this letter was from the apostles. Yeah. It says Jesus is coming next year and or right now and you'll never know it'll be in the next month and you know and he says it's impossible. Look at verse yeah. three. Yeah, he says, Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. Alright, so there is something that makes that impossible in the time of Paul. There mm -hmm. was a prophecy that had been made in the Old Testament that had not yet been fulfilled. And Paul said it's impossible for the Lord to come yeah. until this prophecy is fulfilled. And this prophecy involved the one that Paul calls the man of lawlessness, uh, the son of destruction. Mm -hmm. And then he describes this one who was supposed to be coming in verses 4 through 6. Okay. 
He says, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he will take his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is what is restraining him now so that he may be revealed in his time. All right. So the man of lawlessness had not yet been revealed. Well, who is this man of lawlessness? Well, it says that he exalts himself above God and he proclaims himself to be God, to be mm -hmm. worshipped. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, a little bit later here, verse 8, it talks about the man of lawlessness and that Jesus is going to destroy him. Let's, let's read 8 and 9. Okay. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders. All right. Now, this is, this is kind of uh, deep in here because at the end of verse 8, it says that Jesus will destroy this lawless one with the breath of his mouth by the appearance of his coming. Mm -hmm. Now that's not Jesus's coming. That's mm. the coming of the lawlessness because the Greek text reads in verse 9, whose coming is yeah. according to the working of Satan. That's not Jesus's coming. Mm. That's the coming of the lawlessness. So yeah. when the lawless one shows up, Jesus is going to destroy him. It's not saying that Jesus will destroy him at his second coming, at Jesus' second coming. Okay. It's saying that when the lawlessness, when the lawless one comes, mm -hmm. Jesus will destroy him with the breath of his mouth. Yeah. This is exactly what we see unfolding in the book of Revelation. Right. The man of lawlessness, or the son of destruction, is called the beast in the book of Revelation. Yeah. He's one of those four beasts that came up out of the sea in Daniel chapter 7, and and in Daniel, uh, there was prophesied this great time of tribulation or persecution yep. when the saints would be persecuted by this one, you know, and it would happen for a certain period of time. And he would call himself God and demand to be worshipped, just like it says here. Yeah. Well, what happened in the book of Revelation and on up until the Edict of Milan in the 4th century hadn't happened yet. Yeah. And so Paul said, until this prophecy is fulfilled, until this happens then um, Jesus isn't going to come yeah. yet because this prophecy hadn't been fulfilled. But we can't say that because True. all this stuff that Paul was waiting on is in the past mm. now. Now, in Thessalonians, the, the, the problem that had arisen because of this misconception was people had quit working, and they thought that it, mm -hmm. since Jesus was coming, they would just become bums and freeloaders because he was coming next week and yeah. so they might as well quit. world's about to end. Why, and, uh, why worry about it? Paul tells them not to believe this false doctrine. Mm -hmm. And he says down in 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 6, we got a problem here because of this false teaching. And here it is. Read yeah. it for us. It says, Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not, according with the tr and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. 
Keep going. For you yourselves know how you ought to be imitators of us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked day and night that we might not be a burden to any of you. All right, and then drop down to verse 10, what he says about people that won't work and they just sit around being lazy. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. All right, so... Jesus is coming someday, but that doesn't mean you ought to quit working. It means you ought to work for your own living and go on with life, and you ought to pay for your own food and not be a freeloader and a moocher. And then go down to verse uh, 11 and read to 14 or 15 there. Okay. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we commend and in, command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Eat your own food and pay for it. All right, keep going. <laughs> As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. And he's talking about these people that buy this teaching that Jesus is coming this week, and they stop working, and they become freeloaders. And he mm -hmm. says, don't do it. So let's freeze-dry the book of Second Thessalonians real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is coming. He's going to pay back those that have persecuted you with punishment. He's going to give you eternal rest. Don't let somebody tell you that he's coming this week and they know it because mm -hmm. in Paul's time, the prophecy about the great Roman persecution hadn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. Instead, he says, work for your living, live a good Christian life, pay for your own food, and that way you'll be ready when Jesus comes. Yeah. That's 2 Thessalonians. Essentially, he's saying, keep striving until the end. Don't just wait around and be like, well, okay, it's time to be done. That's right. And, you know, in the, even in the parables of Jesus at the end of Matthew 24, mm -hmm. he said that he would be away a long time. Yeah. But you need to be ready and you need to be doing the Lord's work when he comes. So anyway, that's 2 Thess Thessalonians. And in our passage attack video, we'll attack just chapter 2 and yeah. we'll work on that man of lawlessness a little That'll bit probably more. come out on next, mon next Monday. Next Monday or so. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching these in order. And then if you are hearing some of this and you heard Dan reference some things out of Revelation and Daniel, we've actually done a video on those and some of those topics. So you can go looking for them or reply back to us and we'll kind of point you in that direction. But, like I said, there's probably some other questions that come from that one that... We'll attack that passage. Yeah, separately. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, we want to thank you all for watching and joining us. We hope that these conversations continue to be of benefit to you. And we look forward for you to join us next week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.